0: Boys and girls, I'm the gnarly gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Sensycraft. I'm sorry for not having shows like the last—I don't know how many weeks. It's—it's uh, uh, it's not my fault. It's my kid's fault. It's my—it's my family's fault. I'll, I'll blame somebody else besides no, me. Kidding. But because it has been so long, I figured we got to come back with a splash. We got to do something fun, and uh, this place uh, has been—see, now we've got all kinds of switching going on. Oh this gosh. is very chaotic.
1: Unbelievable.
0: It's typical. See, you guys can't make a show, uh, because you're too busy. Yes. I, uh, anytime I do make a show, there's always some kind of chaos that happens and it, uh, it gets, uh, gets chaotic. It's all right. It's it's, it's our thing. <laughs> uh, we are, we are sitting at uh, March 1st fountain square. This is a tap room that uh, uh, people have been um, kind of rumbling about for a while. There's been rumors in in, in the in the beer community for a long time, and then you guys kind of confirmed it, and then said, "Hey, and we're almost open." (laughs) Happened happened really fast once there was actually an announcement.
2: (laughs) We we didn't we didn't need another situation like uh, Cincinnati distilling where we announced it when we bought the building, which if if you know out there, when you buy a building, it takes a long time to get it to the point where you opened. Well, that, so. was, that was a
0: little bit different too. Cause people
2: could see it being like yeah. there was stuff happening yeah.
0: Like here. It was, you couldn't really see into this the wasn't space as fun. at all. Uh, well, I think yeah. it's fun. What's well, fun. I think, I think for me, this might be more fun, uh, as far as a tap room goes just because of the location, because of the history of it, because of all that, which we'll, we'll, we'll dive into all of that. But first uh, everybody introduce yourselves. Let's start here and we'll, we'll work our way around and, uh, tell us who you are, what you do here. And, uh, uh what's your favorite colors
2: oh whoa that that threw me for a loop uh my name is josh engel i am the marketing and communications manager for march 1st brands fancy yeah i feel like like my title gets fancier every day uh so i run all the uh, marketing uh initiatives for the company and all that good stuff and my favorite color is green (laughs) terrible choice (laughs) Uh, green's my favorite color you asshole. You can't. You
1: can't have green. Green's mine.
2: I mean,
1: no. Uh, I was
0: saying you're an asshole for saying it's a terrible choice. Oh, oh yeah. It's also my favorite yeah.
1: color. That, you, you, that's obviously the thing. Uh, my name is Christopher Paquette. I am the uh, director of retail operations. It's not even manufacturing job title
0: anymore. It changes
1: so much. <laughs> uh, so basically, yeah, I run all of our uh, oversee all of our front of house operations. Periwinkle. No. 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 Orange. Mm. Orange. Boring. Detroit Tigers orange. Yeah. yeah,
0: Bengals orange. No. We are sitting on Fountain Square, sir. It is a Bengals, especially this week. It's exciting. Preseason starts Friday, or when you're listening to this, it started Friday. Hopefully, it was fun to watch. Yeah.
3: My name is Manu Hazley. I am the general manager at the Fountain Square March 1st location and Laveau, which we will be opening in September. And my favorite color is blue wonderful
0: uh and i'm I'm the gnome green as we uh, already established <laughs> so let's uh if, if anybody didn't watch the youtube video that i put up that kind of laid out kind of how this place is put together let's uh let's break it down uh because there's a lot going on here a lot of different spaces kind of uh mishmashed in together and then we'll drink a beer
3: okay he's, sounds he's great going. you want me uh, to do it whoever wants to or oh, all of you oh, guys oh. can bounce you right want me to do now, it okay. go ahead you do it all right i got it so um <clears throat> we are uh kind of trying to embrace uh, a little bit of new technology uh so in our bar area and on our patio robots we, we have robots everywhere yeah yeah <laughs> we have uh qr codes for every table you just uh bring your cell phone in and you scan the qr code it takes you to our menu you order your food you order your drinks and it just arrives um I got to do that for the first time today, and it was awesome. So then we've got the full-service dining room area. We've got the cool, uh, all the uh, major bridges in the area kind of break up the uh, booths in the patio, or the patio, uh, the dining room area. And then we also have the pizza bar as well, and we also have Laveau. Uh, So we'll be opening that in September-ish. Um, that is going to be New Orleans-stained Creole food, separate menu. A little, um, little
0: more upscale from what the taproom room. Yes, a
3: little bit more upscale. Um, there will be a patio back there, too, on 6th Street. Um, and that's going to be really, really awesome. And I'm a, looking a forward to it. Bottle
0: shop on the back side, too. Yes,
3: there's a bottle um, shop back there as well.
0: It's it, like it, it to me. Like it, it encompasses all of these different personalities of what March first as a as a company has become, and uh, uh, it's done in such a brilliant way that they all they all have their own personality, but they all kind of still fit into the same space really well. Like if you if you come in here, like you can go and you can sit over at Laveau and you can have dinner, and then if that's kind of getting too. Uh, uh, too too fancy for you. You can, you can walk over here and you can sit down. You can have a beer. You can watch whatever game is on. I assume there's going to be no TVs over there at Laveau, right? There's one TV over there. Is but, it? I mean, it's we've not, a, got it's not like, a sports bar. No, Whereas no, you come hey, over no. on this side, and by there's, no means. Uh, I think there's seven thousand. Let me count. 322 I think it's TVs <laughs> I think it's, in this room. Right <laughs> I think now. the
2: count's 43. <laughs>
0: 43. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And and the part the, of bi- those are the big massive thing behind the bar, which is uh separate but uh, 10 tvs 10 right? tvs yeah. 5 they by can, 2 10 tvs but they uh-huh. can become like one a, one a, big screen it's crazy it yeah is so absolutely it's gonna be crazy. great for games uh perfect for games like this is um this is kind of what uh, to me what blue ash kind of should have been the whole time just they just didn't no.
2: <laughs> well, now that we know how to set up a giant TV wall, who knows what we'll do? In, in blue ash.
0: It's. Uh, it's. That's what's fun to me too. Is like watching how March first grows, and like you'll have uh, a new concept that comes up within the company that uh, has something that's really cool about it, and then you'll start to see that filter in a little bit here and there into different places,
2: and um, I, I love it. Yep. Yeah, we absolutely it. do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, every new place that we open. Uh, becomes a test bed for the next place or uh, if we innovate something at a place that's been open for a while and it does well you might see it show up somewhere else you're absolutely right
0: sometimes there's things that just don't don't wouldn't work at uh you know blue ash Mm -hmm. that may work at woodburn or may work at fig leaf or something like it's just they they have this ability to develop their own personalities but then also build on this other big march 1st personality which has you know for for a long time like these new tap rooms would open up or, uh, join the, the March 1st family. And it didn't, it, you know, Blue Ash didn't have time to kind of become, didn't have the ability to become what March 1st has become. Whereas this, like you guys got this, this chance to sit and t- take a step back and be like, all right, what's March 1st now? And like, what is, what does the March 1st tap room look like if it was opening today? Which it is, so yeah. um, it's it's fun. It's been one of the things that I, I think I'm the most proud of is as we grow and we
1: we bring in new people like Manu and our team over at Cincinnati Distilling is is these guys come with tribal knowledge from from places that they've worked before yeah. and they're interested in what we're doing but we're also interested in what they know what can they bring to us and we like how how can we grow and the same thing with like acquisitions on the production side right when we bring in new talent or we bring in you know James Bagford from Stillrights like our distilling game has changed completely sure. since he came on um, and and it's been really really fun to to as as we grow and we absorb people with tremendous amounts of knowledge and history in in the game
0: it's been incredible Speaking of absorbing, let's drink a beer uh, because it is a beer beer podcast. (laughs) You guys were gracious enough to uh, to bring me a flight. Uh, Walk me through this. Let's start. uh, Let's start on the left here. Yes. uh, As we keep as we keep talking, we'll keep drinking. So I I curated
1: this flight for today because it is a very warm day. It's a little warm in the tap room, so we got some uh, light boys and then some IPAs. But uh, I we couldn't open a March first without craft lager. Uh, Craft lager has been our flagship lager since from the jump. Um, Really, really uh, approachable, crispy. Mm. Ten to one in the tap
0: room, the lagers to to everything else. So. Perfect. It's it's a great beer. Talk about that 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 journey a little bit. Uh, so when you guys opened, which was what twenty seventeen, uh, the idea was, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here and correct me if I'm wrong. All we're making is loggers insiders. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and well, booze. And booze. it's it's <laughs> interesting because um no one at this table was actually there from day one uh chris was there chris and i he started like what like two months or three months before i exactly. did, i was in march within the first year and i yep. joined not too far after in the second year but uh i had an interesting kind of you know start with the company because i was doing right. kind of the beer blog before and and that was absolutely march first you know kind of business plan is like, we're doing a bunch of lagers and ciders. Um, and I think as we came on board and as we started brewing more beers and started getting larger, we were like, maybe all these lagers are not the play. Um, but we do, uh, you know, craft lager is, is always going to be here. I mean, it's a staple of what we've done, but as, as craft beer has continued to shift
0: and evolve, like lager has become more and more important. Uh, I, I think that, you know, we, the current state of things, like, it's, uh, we're, we're right at that point again where it's like, hey, like, yeah, we've, we've been making lager the entire time that we've been open. It's, yeah. a, it's always been a huge part of our personality. It's, uh,
2: it's cool again. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's always been cool. Yeah. Well, I agree. And that's, that's the weird thing is, um, you know, I feel like, you know, it it never became a tagline <clears throat> per se, but I used to always say we made logger before our loggers were cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and you see a lot of the other um, breweries in town, or even like a bigger player like Rhinegeist, where they you know came out with Cheetah and everyone. It was a huge fanfare, and I think that was right at the the cusp of like loggers becoming cool
0: again. Is Cheetah a logger or a cream ale? I don't know.
2: Um,
0: I, don't no I don't know. No <laughs> comment. I think I, it, it meddled
1: We don't green, it absolutely green. won a gold medal. We don't. Uh, we don't make <laughs> comments. Uh, Leave that
2: one right there uh, for or against anybody <laughs> on the podcast. Um, but but there, there's also yeah.
0: something about being downtown that, and and maybe this is crazy. Maybe it's just my kind of uh, romanticism of Cincinnati craft beer. But like if you exist in this bubble down here, you gotta make a lager beer. Like You have to like, like we're sitting in this spot that is in, you know, as far as Cincinnati beer goes, you know, downtown Cincinnati is a hollow ground. Like this was, this was a big part of lager in the country. Like when it started to become a thing and, uh, you, you gotta do it. And, uh, um, you guys have uh have, have done a good job kind of uh, waving that flag as you as as you were able to we there. haven't stopped
2: it's <laughs> been, haven't. it's pro- actually uh it is the other than uh no it's it's actually the only beer that we have never stopped like it We've never stopped making it. Yeah. It's, it's still, yeah. There's tweaks here and there, but um, as far as continuous production,
0: that's the craft side of craft yeah. lager, though, is that it's supposed to always
2: be evolving and right. changing, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and improving and you know. But we still do. Improving. We still do like the Baltic Porter every year. So that's it hasn't gone away, but we don't make it every year. That's a, that's another logger that we do. The Bach. Um, there's still a lot of those legacy loggers that we brew. Um, and we're always, you know, whenever we're tossing around new ideas, I mean, logger's always in the picture, whether always. or not it ends up, you know, showing up or not, you know. What do
0: you new. guys think? And I know that uh, we're opening week. This is early to kind of talk about uh, the personality of this tap room. But, you know, there's definitely a distinct personality between um, the different tap rooms that already exist within the March first family you know you there's there are certain things that people that uh, uh, hang out frequently at woodburn want as far as beer goes versus certain things that people at blue ash want versus people at fig leaf like there's very there different personalities to those beer styles uh, how do you think that this tap room is going to fit into that is it just going to be blue ash bigger <laughs> it so I, I put in 36
1: draft lines here because I wanted to be able to. You physically showcase. did that? I physically did that. Chris builds <laughs> every build, one of our taps. I built <laughs> all of our draft systems um, and refurbed all the ones that came to us. Um, but yes, yeah, so I literally I built that draft system um, from the nuts um, to be able to feature the best of what March 1st does as March 1st, but also be able to cater to people that know that Woodburn has a, a little bit of a different style and Fig Leaf has a little bit of a different style, but when they come downtown, they'll have a place to go where they know right. the stuff
0: I like from home is there. How do how do you guys, as a company, manage those different personalities? We just,
1: go ahead. Just yeah. a, no, so, a tiny question.
2: It's an easy question, but here here's the weird thing. Um, me. We we don't necessarily control that. I think the customers kind of control that. You know, I think that... We have very good teams in place that recognize what does well, which not only steers what we do in the tap rooms, but you know, there are lines of communications between them and production and the management team that helps kind of steer those things. Um, because there's kind of this uh, old saying, like you can't pick your, um, your staples, right? They kind of pick themselves or your customers kind of pick them for you. I think the vibe and the products coming out that people are looking for is kind of steered by the customer.
0: I would agree with that. But I think that there, there is, you can kind of push people in certain directions. You know, it was was clear when Ryan Geist opened that truth was going to be a staple beer for them. And that uh, they, they, they drove that craft lager for you guys was going to be a staple beer. You, You drove that. So like there's, there is an ability as a company to kind of, here's who we are. Here's what we do. Uh, and 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 the personality of a space kind of helps kind of push that that narrative and uh, I, th- I think that's what's so interesting to me about here is that Yes, there's there's a personality of the space, which is uh, especially on this side, very similar to Blue Ash. But I think all of that stuff that's happening on, and I'm pointing for everybody that uh, is listening uh, (laughs) out that side, (laughs) out onto Fountain Square. Like you get lots of people that are coming here for uh, events and for you know random stuff. This is where people gather. This is the heart of downtown. Like that in itself is going to drive some of what this is. And I think that's, I think that's unique for any tap room that you guys have had so far. It is for sure.
1: And I think that that's part of our, our, our company background is very diverse. Like none of our, none of our tap rooms and our customer bases are even remotely the same, right? Like fig leaf and March 1st have a similar visual appeal, but inside we have the same chairs. Right. Okay, okay. Um, but like, but like <laughs> toilet paper's part of same. thing. Yeah. That, that like, but that demographic up there is very different than the blue ash demographic. That's very different from the Woodburn demographic, which with fountain square being such an absolute melting pot, like we're, we're experienced in, in catering to all types of people right. um, in the craft beer world and the craft spirits world. So we know what moves at, at Woodburn. We know what moves at fig leaf. We know what moves um, at March first in the distillery so we we 've been able to really uh, gather vast amounts of knowledge on how to take care of people
3: yeah, I think in their tastes I think down here, like with the thirty six taps, uh, we cater to everyone, and there 's such a diverse crowd downtown that um, we have something for everybody mm-hmm. and that 's what i 'm looking forward to is catering to the masses
0: it's uh, in in a lot of ways, this is uh a whole. I mean, again, I, I compare this to Blue Ash a lot because of kind of the the overall kind of aesthetic of this tap room side. But uh, this is something that is very different from what you guys have tried with Blue Ash. Like it's 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 trying to really squeeze it all under one roof and onto one tap list, and um, that's a. And that's not even talking about the food side of trying to do that on the food side too. Like it's, it's a very different, uh, a very different vision of, uh, of what a, a March 1st tap room is. Um, let's talk about the food a little bit. Uh, let's drink a beer first. Uh, yeah. Next sure. up the uh, whole weekend, whole weekend wheat. wheat.
1: I, I picked this one selfishly cause I am just infatuated with I'd this beer this right beer.
3: now.
1: It's good. Super, perfect, perfect. super for the day. Super crushable. Light citrusy wheat beer. It's the answer for the inevitable question what do you have that's kind of like Blue Moon?
0: Um, but Shout out to uh, Shock Top, which is now craft again. Yes, or welcome back. To oh, yes, God. welcome was,
1: back to Shock Top.
0: No, it was never craft. No. It was invented by Anheuser Busch and now it has moved into the craft world or will be once the sale is final. It's uh, Tilray. Yes. The weed guys. Does that mean we're. <laughs>
1: A lot of buying power from those guys. Does that that make it craft? I think technically it's craft. I think it does. The this is this. I think this might be my favorite beer right now.
0: It's like it's got it's got the body. If you are sitting here after dark and like you're just wanting something to kind of sip on and kind of Mm -hmm. just enjoy, but it's also super light and crispy and, for lack of a better word, crushable. um, When it's like it is right now, when the sun's out and uh, you just want to.
3: I like to say patio pounder.
0: Yeah. Like it it fits into both of those kind of situations for me though, which is hard to do. Mm -hmm. It's a good beer. Big fan. Uh, one of those beers that, uh, I think like if uh, a lot of people that walk in, uh, I will give a shout out to a rock bottom who used to be in the space years ago. Uh, it reminds me of kind of those, uh, core beers that you used to see at, you know, that generation of, uh, brew pubs. Mm hmm. Where you had, you know, your, your porter and then you had your fruited wheat beer and you had your, <laughs> like, it was like, your your red newest,
3: ale and, yeah, it was like uh.
0: you couldn't drift too far from what people knew, which was very limited styles. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, if we, we have a wheat beer. Like, oh yeah, those are, I like those. Those are fine. I'll take one of those. Like, this is one of those beers that doesn't drift too far away from people's comfort zone. But also kind of flavor-wise pushes them just a little bit outside of that kind of light beer kind of thing. Just enough. Thing. Yeah. It's yep. Great beer. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about food. Yes. So there are two. Uh, I would say there's more than two kind of concepts working here. I would, I would call it more like three or four. <laughs> um, but two two distinct spaces as far as the food goes. Correct. Um, uh, talk about that
3: a little bit. What, what are we in for? Uh, so <clears> – <throat> Up front here uh, in the tap room, we're kind of a little bit more American fare. Uh, we've got uh, burgers. Um, we've got uh, a couple other sandwiches, like a tuna melt, uh, mozzarella. Uh, do you have ham melts? We have a we do have a we do have a we have a, we have a, we have a, we have a Cuban. It's, a, um, it's an inside joke for the shit yeah. 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 Okay, that's an inside. <laughs> ham I'm not in on that one. Uh, but we do have a Cuban, uh, so there's ham on that. Um, <laughs> and then we are also, uh, once we get fully running, we're going to have uh, the pizza bar too, uh, but mostly American fare um, with a slight like, worldwide influence on a couple things. Uh, the Korean... Uh, corn dog is one of them. it's like Ooh. literally sign my me, favorite sign me up. and the Korean is, is, patty melt oh. yeah yeah what is it's, a korean
0: patty melt it's, it's got kimchi it's got kimchi on it yeah it's
3: like a it's like a grilled burger with kimchi um, Melting melt and cheese oh my it's god just, oh. it's so good actually yeah. i had that last night <laughs> it's um, so good. so yeah i would definitely recommend that one so um, when
2: you when
0: you walk into the main side uh kind of in the back right corner where the pizza oven is there's like a there's a bar that sits around the pizza oven so if, I guess if you're just gonna, if you want to sit at a bar but you don't want to sit at the bar, I guess that's the bar that you sit at correct <laughs> like yeah you get to, you yes. can watch people make a pizza yep. uh, you get to hang out with kind of people and, and talk about food as opposed to people that are hanging out at this bar talking about beer Great. So um, that- it's pretty cool.
3: That spot we're gonna do, we're also gonna sell pizza by the slice. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So uh, you can go up. We've got a beverage cooler over there. You can grab a beverage. You can grab a slice of pizza um, and be on your way or eat it at the bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, man. Is that, that, um, that, I mean, it's a giant
1: wood, or not wood, but like stone pizza oven, brick oven. oven yeah. Brick oven. Yep. Um, I mean that is an absolute, a gift from the the rock bottom gods rock bottom to be able to <laughs> like as
0: as, as, well, as and so I mean like, when if we can go kind of behind the scenes a little bit when rock bottom closed here. <laughs> They just scrapped all of the tanks, all of that stuff. They just tore it out and, and trashed all that stuff.
1: It looked like someone had driven through the building with a pickup truck and just thrown all the brewing
0: equipment in the back and drove out the other side. It would have been really easy for that to happen with that. I mean, not easy. That would have been a lot of work. But yeah. uh, that I'm surprised they didn't do that with the pizza oven, too.
3: Thank God. Yeah. yeah thank God. Yeah. That's a godsend. Gotcha. I don't, I don't know that that would have been that easy. That, yeah, that, that thing, that yeah. thing's. If uh, you can start big. looking
0: around, at there's some chips in it where they were trying to do yeah. it out from this. That's <laughs> yeah. a
1: serious piece of equipment over there. That thing is absurd, but yeah. So that, I mean, that thing's been amazing, uh, or it will be an amazing tool. We we uh, we got some new burners um, on order for it, so it should be operational by next week.
0: You guys have you guys have tested it a little bit? A little bit. Trying, you know, a little bit. Yeah. It works. It, it still, uh, makes oh, yeah.
1: still makes pizza. Oh <laughs> still, still makes pizza. Still makes pizza. pizza. <laughs> it just doesn't get quite as hot as it should. Right. Um, for us to get the pizza that we want. But this is, I mean, so the, from, from the jump, we knew we were making our own dough here, okay. right? We're not going to bring it in. Um, we're, we're building beautiful, beautifully crafted, like unique pizzas um, that harken back to traditional pizza styles and reference some of the stuff that we do at our other locations that have pizza but are still completely different and just right. elevated that much more.
3: And what's cool about the making our own dough here? So, in the transition from March first to Laveau, you're gonna have those windows there. So the, the in transition, the hallway.
0: It's a it's it literally if you if you walk in this side and you want to go lo, to Laveau, you can walk down this big long creepy hallway.
3: Is it creepy?
0: It's It's not creepy. creepy.
3: It's not as creepy as the (laughs) Beastman Hall. Yeah, that was creepy. That'll be our dough station, so you'll be able to see our uh, back-of-house guys making the dough, cutting the dough, and sheeting it out and everything for the pizzas. So you'll be able to see what's going on in the kitchen a little bit. So then,
0: talking about Laveau, you head back that way. Um, let's talk about that food a little bit. Uh, New Orleans inspired, is that?
3: Yes, New Orleans inspired. Uh, Chef Mark, uh, he's from New Orleans, um, so it'll definitely be uh, Creole. There's going to be like some étouffée, some jambalaya, things like of that manner. Um, Jason Javosky, he's going to be the uh, manager back there. Um, he is in love with New Orleans, has made probably 25 to 30 trips down there. Uh, so we'll have like, uh, hurricane cocktails, grenades, uh, things of that manner. So it's just going to be completely New Orleans themed. Um, so when you hang that left, when you go in there, it's kind of like a fishing village. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And then you've got the cottage, which goes back towards the bathrooms. Uh, So that's kind of the decor that's back there. And it's really warm, it's really intimate. Uh, deep dark colors just Whole like different New Orleans from, yeah. the, from the front side of what yeah, this is totally different
2: the one thing I wanted to say with that is if you frequented uh Woodburn Mark was the head chef down there for a while and if you got to experience any of those uh weekend features that were New Orleans oh, or Cajun, uh you know inspired he used Woodburn as a test bed for a lot of those uh dishes that he plans on making down there and um it, so if you've had them, that's exactly what you need to. Uh, that's exactly what you'll expect. What
0: happened?
2: Oh no! Yeah. Did you forget to hit? Oh no! Sorry. Dude, Sorry, we man. referenced this about <laughs> audio
0: <laughs> Audio's recording. it's
2: fine. Yeah, important. He only audio. uses this for. Uh, he only uses this for Instagram hey. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Idiots. buddy. But yeah, if you. Uh, I don't know if you're cutting that out, but yeah, if you if you went down to Woodburn and you experienced some of those uh, weekend specials that Mark did, the like, po' boy, the po' boy, like. Mm. Sorry, so <clears> so that's <throat> how good that pole boy was. Had to slap him. <laughs> yeah. you slap. You slap
3: your mama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's
2: good. We just had a crab cake test today. <laughs> oh, the crab cake oh, was delectable. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: So, talk about how how you think this is going from here. I mean, you know I, know, I know it's hard to kind of picture March 1st as far as what comes in the future because it's changing so dramatically every every single time you guys uh uh, re-envision this thing or you uh uh, something else comes on board or uh how do you what does the future look like for for march 1st or if you want to go kind of bigger picture and talk about craft beer we can if that's easier
3: i feel like that's a curse question
2: (laughs) we're not going to stop yeah i mean we're but what does that mean head down we're always looking to bring our experience to as many people as possible Sure, um, which includes things that we've we've done so far. Whether that involves expansion of either tap rooms or bringing our products to more people via distribution, uh, we've opened up a lot more um, states with Astra. Uh, so that's been uh, opening new pathways, not only for the Astra but for the beer as well. Um, and as time goes on, you see um, us being able to touch more parts of the country, which has been really awesome. Uh, so that's. That's definitely in our future, but at the same time, we've built these teams at each place that is, they're continuing to innovate and evolve each one of those spaces because it's very important. We talk about it often, like kind of in our upper management meetings is there always needs to be something different. Like if you're not changing like that one or two little things in each tap room every few months and you know, we don't want it to get stale. I mean, it's,
0: it's what craft beer is supposed to be about like it's not supposed to ever stop like it's supposed mm-hmm. to be this constant evolution even if you're creating a, a you know if we want to specifically focus on beer if you're creating a traditional beer style like you're supposed to always be trying to make that better mm-hmm. trying to make it more like mm-hmm. you're 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 shooting for which is a is a strange thing too you know yeah. you know what does but what, what are the guys that uh, that make those traditional styles how do they keep kind of growing but that's, that's a different yeah. show but um, you know like everything should be an evolution and a pushing yourself to kind of um, evolve in a, a positive fashion
3: yeah never stay stagnant
2: yep. yeah
3: yeah it's, it's always <clears throat> pushing ourselves
2: uh, to be the most excellent version of ourselves that we possibly can um, it's all about polishing it and and just making a good experience not not only making good product but I think this company and, and most I mean every craft brewery it's not just about most. making we'll say any most. liquid we'll say most, most. <laughs> it's all about creating an awesome experience that make people want to come back right right it's and that that's not only customer service but that's that's everything that's appearances that's all the way down to like the smell of the tap room when you walk in sure. or, you know, the music that's playing or, you know, uh, having different sports games or, you know, or events. Events have been and will continue to be a big part of our company. Big ones like, you know, Seltzer Smash, Ciderpalooza, um, things like that. Or all the way down to just having or music other, on the patio or Or something. other new things maybe that are coming. Yeah, like a brewery belly plate. flop competition. <laughs> are we talking about that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, we, we're literally on the cusp of announcing it, so why not? Let's, let's announce it right now. Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> on September 9th from uh, 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. at Highcrest Swim Club, and that's in Westchester, uh, we are hosting an event called Hops and Flops. It's a brewery so belly brilliant. flop tournament <laughs> slash beer festival. <laughs> Uh, Very similar to it's like Punch uh,
0: Out if you don't get you don't want to get punched in the face right is that like a
2: yes it's Punch Out it's
1: Punch Out if you want to get punched in the whole body the whole body but just like a few times
2: you'll probably hurt more yeah Um, I don't know so no way we have we have a few breweries (laughs) signed up now and this is a call out I I I put um you know I emailed a lot of people and I just put something on Facebook today in the brewery group Um, we've got a few people we've got like Fifty West um, Alexandria. Um, I'm trying to think who else. McGinnis. Uh, McGinnis. Is he is coming? Official call out. This is an official call-out. This is an official call-out for think, McGinnis. I don't think they answered my email, but, uh, You just but yeah, got served. Every, uh... <laughs>
0: every brewery that's what you, should do. you should serve them papers like <laughs> yeah. you have to be here <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah every brewery that's coming we're gonna buy a couple kegs from them so it'll be hey enjoy that brewery's beer cheer on uh their squad or their person that that jumps we're gonna have celebrity judges uh you yeah being I, one of I them be there um i'm talking to a few other people uh we'll have live music we'll have food trucks uh it'll be awesome uh so we haven't made an official official announcement it's out on Eventbrite, but. Um, we're hoping to lock in some more details before we like really launch the promo
0: events are so like, you know, you you talk about experience (coughs) and what that means to craft beer today. And like, to me, events are a big part of that. And we, we did see it. You know, I I think for me, punch out was probably the first example of how that kind of changes your relationship to events and what they, what they mean and how they, uh, how you interact with that. And, um, uh, since then we've seen some really cool stuff happen. And this is, uh, uh, this is right, right online with, uh, doing something that is, uh, innovative and fun and, uh, uh you know, kind of taps into some of, uh, our, uh, our, uh, abilities. And this is, uh,
1: yeah, some of us are, some of us are, some of us weren't really cut out for the punch out, but no. more of us are really cut out for the belly flop. Content. Um, this is, uh, in, and I think my favorite part about this event is that, This is a fundraiser, right? Like this isn't a a profit seeking March 1st event. We are, we're raising money for the swim club. Um, uh, They need a new pool liner. So all of the, you know, once we cut out our costs back, everything else goes to the swim club. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're going to be able to put in a new pool liner. Um, And then this is the first year. So this is us dipping our toe in the brewery belly flop contest, but we're going to take this thing, uh, who Sam cook belly flops. Let's go.
0: <laughs> uh, let's he might go. not, but someone that. on his team. <laughs> Somebody right.
2: yeah. He's got people for that.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Let's drink another beer. Yes. Josh, do this beer.
3: Oh All right. So gosh. we're on a Neptune. Mm-mm. Josh?
2: Oh, I'm doing it? Oh, yeah, okay. Josh did. So uh, Neptune is uh, a beer that we brewed down at uh, Woodburn, or, well, we brewed it for Wood- for woodburn <laughs> um this is kind of before you let, oh. let's i
0: mean are we can we talk about that a little bit just so people understand a- absolutely mm-hmm. i assume that most of the people that listen to this show probably already get kind of how this all works yeah as a company uh you guys brew at woodburn that's that's or i'm sorry at uh, fig leaf uh, yes. that's where uh, the beer is made correct uh, and that filters out then to the different uh yes. the different tap rooms Within that, there are different brands, though, that have different personalities. Yeah. Correct.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, Figleaf is the epicenter of all of our beer brewing operation. Uh, we landed on that for multiple reasons. Um, one of them being um, the brewery up there was the big ass brew house. State <laughs> of the art. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, Andy and Brian, um, the previous owners, they spared no expense building that system um, it blew everything that we had out of the water and uh, speaking of water the water up there is also amazing um, there's a reason why one of the biggest breweries on planet Earth has a huge brewery in Trenton Ohio they're
0: probably sneaking some of that good Hamilton water they are well I mean it's all
2: the same aquifer right same um, aquifer so it's not only do we save money on not having to treat the water as much it's just it's better quality water uh, which is awesome. Um, but that frees up a lot of the brewing space that were in some of the breweries that we we, we bought um, to put things like a kitchen or more seating um, and that's why it's one of those things where we might have lost the brewery at woodburn per se um, but we gained an amazing kitchen with an amazing food program yeah. um, and I in and, and you know it's not you know, we're not trying to hide anything or whatever. Anyone, Hey, yeah, we brew it up at fig leaf. Here are the reasons why. Um, and it's, it's really cool because we have not only the same staff kind of brewing it, but they're bouncing ideas around. Um, and, and it actually makes the process of kind of deciding what to brew and what beer fits into what slot, which kind of goes back to one of your earlier questions of kind of figuring out the vibe. Um, you know, when they brew a beer, we know we need, and IPA for Fig Leaf, right? And this was one of them.
0: All right, what is that IPA? Well, inconsistency. Like I, you know, right. if if I'm walking into uh, March first Blue Ash, Blue Ash, and I'm like <laughs> Blue Ash, I've had beers. <laughs> uh, March first Blue Ash, acceptable. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm like, I want a craft logger. I should be able to then also walk into Woodburn and be like, I, I, I want to craft lager, and it should taste exactly the mm-hmm. same. And yeah. if you're brewing them in multiple locations, I don't care how good you are, they're they probably not, unless you're Budweiser, one of these companies that spends you know, a fortune trying to make sure that happens, um, they're not going to taste exactly the same. Yeah. So to find a way to kind of create that consistency between different, uh, different tap rooms and different brands, like it's a
3: it's a... It's the way it should be. Yeah, consistency is definitely key, and I think that's one of the things that we do very, very well. So, with the uh, the sidetrack, go back to the beer. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um,
2: So we we wanted to brew a beer that kind of harkens back to the old school IPA, right? A nice um, bitter West Coasty IPA um, has some citrusiness to it uh, from the hops right? So it's a, it's an approachable IPA, old school IPA, right? Um, <clears throat> Woodburn between Woodburn, actually between all of our brands, we, we dabbled in a lot of different, um, hazies or True. juices over the years. And, you know, we, we followed the trend cause you know, people come in and ask for it, but this was, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think the brewers were like, will you please for the mother, mother of God, let us brew some like old school West coast. And that's, where Neptune came from and uh, it's become very popular to the point where it's it's a, it is a year-round beer that you'll see down there
0: it, it teeters right on that that edge like it's it's uh, I don't want to call it perfect but like it's perfect for what like I think uh, IPA drinkers are craving right now like yeah. they want something that's still hop forward and something that has some bitterness to it and has some of that the uh, uh, West Coast personality but it still has a big fruity kind of notes from, mm-hmm. from the hops. It's a it's a, it's a great IPA.
2: Yeah. It, it's a good beer. It reminds me of back when before we were going through this trend of like, you know, making milkshake IPAs or dumping fruit or fruit puree or whatever in it. It's how can you get uh, creative with the hops and how you use the hops. You know, right. when you drink this, you're like, well, there's no orange in here, but it gives you that orangey citrusy vibe or a little bit of mango, a little bit of, you know, whatever you end up tasting. It's all subjective, but yeah. um, it's very citrusy, very not, not too piney, but I mean, it just has that, that West coast punch.
0: It's, it's a West coast IPA with kind of that, uh, those fruity hops that maybe weren't uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, the West Coast breweries weren't using those hops at the time. <laughs> but if they were, this is what it would taste like.
3: So, Chopped liver over here. <laughs> wow, Chris Wynn <went laughs> got everyone, that's, me and him, beers. I got to work. A, right, okay. I'm, I'm closing the night. We're all on the clock, really. <laughs> <I> mean, technically. <laughs> no, Liz called off, so I'm in it to work. Oh, no. <laughs> let's,
0: let's talk about craft beer in general. I mean, We kind of you know hinted at the, the Tilbury thing that came out uh, last week. Um craft beer is weird now yeah there's this uh this move to uh to find ways to make a lot of beer but not um not do it in the way that people were doing it ten years ago if, if that makes sense like you, get, you there's a lot of conglomerates a lot of um a lot of multiple taproom situations a lot of like craft beer is is different today than it was uh we we'll, we'll came Even a long when, way since when, when March first started. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about where things are going? Does it does it worry you? Uh, does it uh, does it freak you out at all? Like seeing, I mean, anybody that watches kind of the uh, the growth of breweries here in Cincinnati sees March first kind of climbing that chart very rapidly. Uh, that's uh, what happens when when you're number two. You know, like how what does that do to kind of the, um, the personality of uh, the scrappy nature of being a brewery? That's, that's uh, growing where does any of that make uh, sense as a question? It t- yeah. <laughs> it t- But I don't think, I think
1: we are, we're scrappy. Like our, our foundation is scrappy. And, and, and as long as we, when you when you think about what we knew when we started, right? If I could go back and tell myself something five years ago when we started, um, you know, wh- when you think about how much we've grown and how much we still don't know, right? You know what I mean. So as long as we continue, like our drive isn't to, I don't don't get me wrong. I want to open a billion of these tap rooms. I think the I think especially this one. I think the world needs to see what we can do. Um, but do. It, is is our drive to open as many tap rooms. I think my drive is to like, I want to make our, the people that are, that we get to touch. I want to make memories for those people. So as long as that's our focus, is that why your hands on my thigh right now? Yes. Okay. Right, I want you to remember this moment <laughs> yeah. deep into your eyes, hey, yeah. but as long as we can, can, can touch people in that sort of thing, it's not going to be about what we make. It's going to be about what they did when they were with us.
0: Yeah, but how do you how do you like how do you hold that back? Because that desires there. It's like, hey, this taproom is great. We've got this thing and it's it's successful, or you know, in this case, it will be successful. Sure. Like, how do you take that and be like, okay, uh, you know, let's let's not just throw this out there all across the country. Let's not. How, how do you how do you put the reins on that and kind of keep it uh, keep it manageable? What well, kind of happens naturally, right? Like you can't just. You can. We've seen people do it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Who? It's just like a I'm joking. I'm joking. It's like an organic yeah. transition. I'm not naming names. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it's it's been, it, it, right. It's it is organic. Our growth is um, is is organic and it is it is really and nobody sees it, but the amount of spaghetti at the bottom You guys serve spaghetti here, too? Yeah, the spaghetti's (laughs) amazing. We'll
2: we'll serve you spaghetti. We'll serve you spaghetti.
1: But the amount of spaghetti on the floor underneath the wall next to the five noodles that have stuck is absurd. Like, we are – there's nothing we won't really take and consider and run, you know, our our analytic process on it before we make a decision to go or not go. Um, So I think that's really – it's easy to like. Yeah, we could do this, right. you know, in every city in the country. But does it? We we understand that that doesn't make sense for us too. And I don't know what the reasoning behind it is, why it doesn't. But it's ingrained in our nature. We know. Like that's why we're not in Columbus. We're not in Cleveland. We've you know, we've dabbled in those avenues. Sure. You know as well as is anybody how close we got to some some things like that. But it, it is a. Uh...
2: Well, I I think that those things are are and will always be in the cards right but i think the one thing that we have going for us is we have this this core team that are behind kind of the you know the 40,000 foot view of the company as a whole um who always have a hand in opening these new places and managing the places and kind of driving the uh, vision of the company and things that we do. Um, I don't think we are going to jump into some of those, you know, whether it's Cleveland or Columbus or even Dayton or something like that. We're not going to do it until we know that we're ready and that we can handle it and that we have the right people to open it and and do that. Because people like uh, Manu here, like it's, we need people like him, uh, and we run into people like him here and there. And we're like, oh my gosh, we're gonna plug you into this yeah. tap room, and we're gonna like let you run and spread your wings and, and kick some ass.
3: And that was what I was gonna say: is being the new guy to the table, um, being blessed with this tap room and Laveau, um, like this organization. Communication is open uh, from past uh, restaurant experience. Uh, in the past 23 years of running restaurants, uh, I've never met a team that is so welcoming and open and fun and, you know, everybody believes in this. Right. And that's what's amazing. It's not often you find people that believe in the brand that they're selling. And I found that here.
0: How does that process go when when somebody either is about to come on board or is coming on board like how do you guys number one how do you find those people but how do you how do you guys trust each other that like somebody comes to the table and says look I I just met this guy that like I I think I think this is perfect like how does that how does that work you know it's 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 interesting that you say that because you know most of the people that run
1: our tap rooms right so a lot of it is you know you see somebody um, who's you know we use fig leaf as an example, like somebody who's been grinding to be a part of this industry, and was brewing for
0: free <laughs> for a very long for time. a long time, right? And selling furniture and, and working for you another know.
1: job, and you sit there and you look like, why is this guy not? Why is not is somebody not taking a chance and brought this guy in, and he's done great, right? Um, you know, and then we you, love you, Marco. <clears throat> and yeah, then speak for yourself the other <laughs> the, uh, the other side of it is you know a lot of it is through networking that's, right like Boomin, our our culinary director i mean he has a history with manu so when we you know we like hey i've got a spot that i think you are going to be perfect for mm-hmm. um based
2: on just history that's right that's what i was i was tired
3: I was sitting on the couch and I had my phone ring. It's, um, <laughs>
2: it's one of the cool things about having such a huge team now across all of our tap rooms is that um, everybody that works for us they know 50 people they could plug in right. to something right now. So when we're looking at opening up a new place, I, a lot of text messages go out, like oh, you mm-hmm. just said. You
0: guys make it sound so easy, though.
2: And like It's I, like, easy. I, it's almost easy now. Like, I mean, in the beginning, no. But it's still not easy. Yeah. You, you really have to. It takes a lot to plug someone in. Was um, it just pure it dumb luck that
0: it fell into the place in, in, at the beginning? To get those people in, 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 in the right spots, that then kind of started to generate that machine. Maybe we had some missteps along the
2: way. We though. did. Uh,
0: Josh is.
2: I'm a yeah. big misstep. <laughs> I'm a very big. You know, big we had, I mean, we
1: had some some tap managers on the on the tap sure. level that didn't work out. And honestly, we've turned over all every every tap room in the company in the last year. Um, so it's been tough for us, but luckily we've been amazing in our opportunities to one find great talent from outside the company and two,
0: move people up. Right. Yeah. But again, it's, it's that same idea of, of craft beer. It's like when, when something isn't as good as it should be, you evolve and you grow and you get better. And that's what, but there's some places that just don't, don't do that. I think about like March 1st, right.
1: It was, it so it was me forever. Right. I ran March 1st forever. And then, um, you know fig leaf came on and then i uh, was running both and then that well, obviously was not a sustainable solution right, right. so we had uh, a guy come in and, and and that didn't work out but it worked out for what it needed to be right like in and we went our separate ways and he's doing great and it's great um but he, like this most recent transition at march 1st on kemper in blue ash um it that place doesn't need a restaurant guy right. you know what i mean like that place right. needs somebody who is one efficient with scheduling and two can turn a wrench to make sure that that, we've a, a saying kind of in our meetings, like anytime we replace something at March 1st on in blue ash, it goes in with prison grade fixtures, right? So when we replace the sink, yeah. it's the same yeah. sink that you'd put in a prison. Cause that place is it's wild gonna get destroyed.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Um, hmm. so a guy there that can kind of like balance that and maintain the physical structure of the building but and keep the team, um, you know, but it doesn't need somebody who can break down. You need um, somebody
0: that can manage cell block A. Yeah, that's what that's what you need <laughs> at, at March first and Blue Ash. That,
1: that is so. <laughs> cell block A. Oh my yes, god! I like that. Super Max. Um, so we, you know, finding the right people for that, and then you know, Woodburn. Uh, you know, we had a, our GM Giacomo, left. Uh, bless him. He's had a great opportunity up at the Factory Fifty Two. Love that guy. Um, yeah, love that guy, and uh, wish him the best. But Mike stepped
0: up right behind him, and is doing great. Well, and there's so, like, there's there's something to that of creating this this place where you can have people that are that are there that are doing their role, mm-hmm. and, but then are are competent enough that if if the need be to step forward and kind of you know fill that that space that they're ready for it. Like our, that's that's important. Our, and like I think sometimes people. Um, People don't think about that because they 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 think that everybody's going to be around forever, which right. ideally they are, but uh that doesn't that's not realistic Our messaging Josh does uh about
1: once a quarter we try and get as many of our uh people hourly down dishwashers all the way to general managers right. in into the the gallery at the Millcroft. And We have what we call our quarterly like brand training, right, where you get to the messaging on why we brew our beer at Fig Leaf and what Woodburn is about and Fig Leaf and all these things. And one of the and and Mark, our, the owner, does a, an address during that. And one of the things he says is just be ready when your name's called because if you're excellent, your name's gonna get called. Great, this thing's not gonna you know it's not gonna run. Ad nauseum forever. So, um, it's it's one of those things. And I do. I almost envision it like we have all of these people that are in uh, hourly positions, and it's just this pot of boiling water, and then you know the steam. Like as, as yeah, it's yeah. almost like distillate, right? Like sure. eventually you got perfect vodka out here that's ready to go into somebody's glass, and it's a tap room that they have to run, or it's a marketing position that they yeah, have to take. We're,
2: we are already training the people who are going to run the next place. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether we know who they are or not. How um, many times do we have to distill Josh before he's ready to go?: A lot, a lot. That's, That's really why lot. Yeah. <laughs> they, that keep, they keep 30 moving times? me around in different buildings. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes they don't like you know, maybe I you know they don't like the smell of my lunch or something I don't know. <laughs> or maybe me sorry, <laughs> Ham salad <laughs> All right, we're crush I this. love ham salad okay like what's wrong with ham salad? All right uh, let's crush
1: drink some another stars. <laughs> let's drink another beer.
2: Yes, we're gonna crush some
1: stars. Star Crusher. Joshville. Star Crusher,
2: one of the OG beers from OG. Fig If it's super OG, um, it is uh, it's hazy, but it, it it'll also surprise you. Hold well, on, let me get in here real quick. Get in there.
1: You in there? I'm in there.
2: I'm, I'm in, in there. there. It is hazy, but it's like so. I think it's billed as an wow. imperial hazy IPA, um, so it has that citrusy hazy vibe. But then it also punches you with um, you know that IPA kind of West Coastiness. It's like a hybrid, yeah, right. Um, that's the best way I can probably describe it. It's it's I the like best word, of hybrid. yeah. It's the best of both worlds. It's like it's hazy, but also West Coast. I, I don't know. This is new, delicious. This
1: is new StarCraft. New new. It's that new, new. This is only six point.
3: Hey, that's my nickname. 8% new, new. Is
2: <laughs> this
1: is only 6.8%. So we dropped the ABV on this. Um, right. it was one of the things that we had a, as we were brewing for all these brands, we would run into, um, duplication of efforts, right? Sure. We had the March 1st hazy IPA March 1st hazy IPA is a great IPA, not nearly as good as star crusher. So we eliminated the March 1st hazy IPA. And we took Star Crusher and took all the great things about Star Crusher the hot bill, the, the hazy mouthfeel, the texture, brought the alcohol down a little bit, brought it up from the uh, March 1st Hazy and settled on this new Star so Crusher. It's, it's
0: taking the two and kind of yeah. bringing them together. Hybrid. Into, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, to, to really round out our portfolio without, without uh, uh, duplication. Um, because it doesn't, we have more than one Hazy IPA in the in the portfolio all the time, but this we didn't need two hazy cores. That was super close too. Yeah. yeah. So this is our company wide hazy IPA core product and it is a banger. If you haven't tried the new Star Crusher for a while, delicious. it's pretty good. Delicious.
2: It's bussing bussin.
0: Yep. Uh, let's go bigger picture for a minute um, what, uh, Speaking of Cincinnati Just uh, specifically What are you guys excited about? What, what makes you a little nervous? How do, you, how do you feel about how things are going
3: in the city? I think things are on the up and up uh, Oh, sorry <laughs> I think things are on the up and up um, You know, we've seen great life down here uh, We had a fantastic lunch today Without even advertising that we were open um, and that's just telling. Um, I worked in OTR for five years, uh, right up the street and it's kind of a little bit quieter up there, but down here has been phenomenal. The t- foot traffic has been great and I don't think we're worried about it at all. It's it's building it's back
0: here. up to get, get people back down here and, it you, know, is. You, know, it, you know, I don't know specifically about a lot of the bigger companies that are around here, but people are coming back to the office. Like that's a, That is yep. a thing that is about to happen. It is happening. And it, uh, that's out. only going to help the space. I think from a,
1: from an industry perspective in the city, it's interesting to see um, some out of town breweries opening tap rooms here. Ooh, that's really right? interesting. So like high wire, uh, I still haven't been, um, but I know I need to go. And now we've got voodoo, voodoo. brewing that's voodoo. opening voodoo. right around yeah, the corner. We Joshua before. actually popped in there yesterday and talked to, to, to those guys in there. Uh, invited them to our uh, night, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. tonight. night. Yep. Um, so we invited them over to come over and see the space and talk to those guys. And it's, it's funny; The manager there is actually somebody who had, I, I had interviewed, I think, for Woodburn a while ago. And then Giacomo kind of fell into my lap, I think, um, was the way that that worked. And I was like, well, obviously. Um, but then the uh, – so, I mean, I, I know they're going to have a good team over there. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how these – out of towners do if they have longevity cuz a lot of them species a lot of them invasive species yeah. they haven't done well on the shelves right no right.
2: i mean we are very protective of our craft beer scene
0: it's also like it's it's weird to me like i i can't figure out why there's some of them that i accept and some that i like i love high wire like i bring it like be here yeah. like i want you you should have been a cincinnati brewery anyway i and i I probably shouldn't say this cuz i'm trying to get voodoo on the show but uh, uh, come on
2: <laughs> i well you know i i'm all I'm like you you know I do feel like Looney you know brewing out I, feel of Pennsylvania. Like, right, I feel like right I feel like Highwire is one that I also I mean I welcome anyone to come in here but um me personally i you know I'll go experience those out of town yeah. uh, tap rooms but I'm not going there regularly to drink because yeah. I want to support my brothers and sisters here um, that are you know putting in a lot of work to to grow and to you know make a cool cincinnati to, brewing industry and to
0: add to cincinnati to yeah. make it to make this city become right. something more yeah.
2: like Highwire. like we'll just use them as an example i love them to death Highwire will never be cincinnati they're always going to be that hey we're that brewery out of asheville you know but maybe it's a cool i mean don't get me wrong I, i've been i haven't been to the asheville one but i went to the one down is it Louisville or Lexington? Lexington one of those two Probably I both. think both yeah at this point oh, they have both, probably I, so. both now. probably
3: I know I know Lexington yeah. I think
2: it was Lexington <clears throat> I'm sorry I might I might K- in Kentucky But anyways in Cross Kentucky Can- um, and it was a cool experience it was awesome I got to enjoy a lot of beers that I can't get on tap most places um, but I think I wanted to seek out more of the breweries that are from sure. there when I was there so do I-, you- I don't know i get that and like that's but if you're in a
0: spot where you've got five breweries like within walkable distance yeah you're going to all of them absolutely like so like they're only three blocks from us right here yeah if you're smart about where you put some of these tap rooms
2: and i think that was the messaging when we went over there yesterday and met those guys um they were like oh yeah that's right like you know hey we need to talk like let's you know let's collaborate not necessarily yeah. on a beer per se but yeah, yeah you know they hey.
0: brew because they're a type of right brewery. well you know
2: yeah. Yeah, it's fine yeah. Since you know they're like hey like you know we want to be able to tell people hey let you you know go check out march 1st or you know we say hey go up to voodoo mm-hmm. i mean and that's the thing that's the cool thing because you can hit up those places there's also a lot of cool bars around here or you get on the streetcar and go up to rhine guys and uh, thing, northern like it's, row it's, it's, yeah. Yeah.
0: when you're talking about downtown like this too it's a very different kind of picture because the vibe here on fountain square is very different than the vibe up on 8th street which is very different than the vibe all the way up in otr mm-hmm. on elm street like there's it's different types of experiences like it's for different different uh different, different, strokes for different folks. But even, yes. but even the same folks like you can like sometimes like this is what i want sometimes that's what i want sometimes that's what i want like i want different different experiences depending yeah. on my my, my mood yeah, I can totally appreciate that, and I think that that's that's one of the great things.
1: Cincinnati is, and uh, not being a native here, I just outed myself. It's fine, but Cincinnati's
3: got Way such a, go. a, 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 unique, <laughs> a unique, East Side West Side. <laughs> a unique, Cincinnati's got <laughs> such
1: a unique, a um, uh, uh, vibe where you can really, b- you can walk two blocks, and and it's always everywhere. It's like, well, it's, it's rough. Or it's not, but it's different. Like it is different on Eighth. Yeah, and as you get toward like nor as you go northeast, like toward
0: the Pendleton area, there's it. it the, yeah, the vibe it, changes. Yeah, even just speaking from Pendleton to like where Reingeist is in OTR, yeah, oh, yeah. Because like, I think Pendleton is OTR, but it is. that's uh, it uh, it is. we can debate that later. The only people that don't are the people in Pendleton, <laughs> yeah. but like it's definitely a. But it's a different. It's a different experience. Like the vibe is different.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's it's. But it's it, it is one of the unique things about Cincinnati is that it is drastically different uh
0: in every direction anywhere you are do you think we're going to see more of those invasive species coming in and uh, being like hey this is uh, a top of whatever beer city and there uh, but that's where we should open
3: i mean cincinnati's a beer city um we're known for beer i mean Wiedemann, like all the all the major brands that yeah. have been here that are resurging um and it's an eclectic town um you i mean as chris was just saying like from block to block it's you never know what you're going to get it's like a it's like a happy meal <laughs> uh, i will uh here 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 it comes you ready
1: uh, dear columbus brewing <laughs> please open a tap room in Westchester, Ohio
2: <laughs> and have fresh booty on tap. all Yes. The time. <laughs> have, have fresh
1: booty on tap. Uh, also, uh, so yeah, there's some that I'm like, yeah, if they open here like a high wire and, 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 and uh, it's, country
0: boy, I think country boy would do great in Cincinnati. Dear country
2: boy. Please here. open a tap room in Cincinnati. <laughs> Not
1: in Northern Kentucky. I was going to say it's
2: it. going to be Northern Kentucky. In I day, was going right? to say no. no. You got to jump the river. So, so got to jump the river. Here's here's my thought, and like maybe I'm just being territorial, dear or Sun King. Um, I see yes. so many breweries. Yes. And someone mentioned this. I think it might have been you, Chris, um, that try to start distro here in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. And I feel like some even hype breweries are hype for a few weeks and then they kind of fall to the wayside. I never thought Pseudo Sioux would be a shelf turd. Okay? Isn't that crazy? I, it shouldn't be a shelf turd. It that beer makes is amazing. Me feel good though. It, well no, it makes me feel a pride for yeah, Cincinnati sure. beer that we as Cincinnatians are like, alright, I love Pseudo Sioux, that's pretty good, but I'm going to go back and drink my truth or I'm going to go <laughs> back and grab knowledge. my Aster Red Cream Soda <laughs> or I'm going to go back, you know. Um, so, I don't know why i don't know why these outside breweries want to open in cincinnati and maybe they just don't i mean maybe we have a but bigger it's,
0: it's we have so a feel like, of it this right? city is so different though like the, what you do in distro is so different than what you can do if you own a neighborhood uh, high wire oh, coming true. into norwood at the time they did in the spot they did is smart yeah, yeah. Like it was the perfect spot for them uh I don't know that they're doing that great in distro in Cincinnati, Mm-mm. and they probably never will because it's not, that's not their game here. But you, you own a neighborhood, and you find your spot, you now become one of us. That's
1: Dear Westside Brewing, please open the tap room closer to
0: my house. They, they <laughs> opened, they're opening closer to me with the uh, Gilligan's in That's Wyoming. right. You know, oh, they I forgot to about that. Finally.
1: That's right.
0: And I forgot it about that. shaves off like it's 10 a, minutes out of my drive. Yeah. I'll, dear. Take I'll take it. <laughs> I have lots See, of invitations. Dear everyone, dear uh, there is one lot on the top of my neighborhood. And if you could all open some kind of uh, food hall for beer, that would <laughs> be just ideal. lots of little tiny tap rooms. Yeah. Bookhouse Brewing in Cleveland, Ohio.
1: <laughs> if you could open a tap room in my living room, <laughs> like, <laughs> I could just show up like once if, a week and bring guys, a- <laughs> If you guys go to Cleveland, do not sleep on Bookhouse. Book we Book slept House. on Bookhouse. Book I haven't been.
0: You yeah. went to sleep Both there? Like I no. I there? Well, okay. no. We went to sleep
1: at a lot of places when I went <laughs> to
0: Well, thank you guys. Uh, I appreciate you sitting down with me. I know it's a, a hectic week with the, uh, the grand opening coming up. And if you guys don't... If you, if you haven't been to March first. Come down here. Yeah, you've all well, you've all been to March first, but come down here because it's very different. Like it is a, uh, um, it's it, it, if you took all of the current tap rooms and put them in a blender, blended them up, and then spread them out on some kind of fancy plate. This is what this is. Uh, and so come come. That's some really good. That come, is some that's a really good, good analogy. Come yeah. Lick it up. That's yeah. a great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> and I look
3: forward to seeing you all
0: yes <laughs> thank you guys I, I i appreciate you guys so much for taking some time out to uh to sit down with me uh, I'll put, don't make that face ever again that was terrible um i'll put links in uh in the show notes for social media and for all of the information you need to know about how to get here and uh how to uh how to drink a bunch of uh, great march first beer I'm trying in my head to remember which button is the outro music. I can't wait. Do you think it's B or D? I think it's D. go with D. Is there an
1: all of the above? Can you just do them all? I hit I them all at the B. same time. i, I go with B. D. <sighs> There's
0: a lot of D. It should be D. It should but I don't think it is. It should be I was right It's B Oh shit (laughs) Thank you guys very much If you like this show If you like any of the stuff That I do uh, Go to the com Slash support And you can give me money And it helps me uh, Fund all of this And I I really do appreciate Those of you who do that Uh, For those of you who don't uh, Do it Because it makes my wife happy Do it now (laughs) We'll be back (laughs) Next week Uh, I don't know Off the top of my head Who's on next week But I think we have a show I think Uh, Don't quote me on that But Cincy Brewcast The voice of Cincy Craft.